Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And welcome to Guitar Nerds, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight, <laughs> Jay Cross, <laughs> and Joe Branton. Ha ha! I like that that's becoming you a always, You always ruin you oh, sorry, the am I intros. supposed to follow it? Well, because Matt does something, and then I tend to follow it, Do and then... But, but, it's because Joe's never listening. No, 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 he, no, 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 it's not that. You're right, you're completely right. It's because Joe isn't listening I to anything listening. other than his the, the weird noises that go on in his the, brain. The point of the intro of a podcast is establishing our voices for new listeners. So if you two make identical sounds, people aren't going to be able to discern which one of you is speaking throughout the rest of the podcast. Even no, though, but they are going to be able to discern which one is you. And so when you start t- uh, talking, they can go. They know that they can go and get themselves yeah. a little drink. Uh, it's wee break. That's when you're going for, <laughs> going for a little That's wee break. That's the only reason I'm here, isn't it? Uh, so uh, here we are, first or second week of January. Um, gear of the year is over. Yes. I, can, I can't believe it. We it, did it. If you haven't, I can't believe we've done this. I can't believe we've done this. If you haven't listened to uh, Gear of the Year 2017, go back and listen to the last five podcasts. At least listen to the the last one. Yeah, the last one. Because is, there will be spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Do you know I was flicking through uh, some of the podcasts um, uh, over the last couple of days, and it seemed to be no matter where I I sort of randomly selected a bit of audio, it was Jay Cross complaining about something there was, that we just said. Like uh, I think this might have been your worst one for like complaining, Jay. There is definitely an argument to say it's the most argumentative because wherever you land, like you say, if you just scrub through the podcast, wherever you land, someone will be arguing about something because yeah. I think. It was the most passionate one. I think the things that we were really into, each of us, I think we all put forward compelling arguments. I think we're passionate people. Yeah, mine got shut down <laughs> every time. <laughs> I don't, I don't Jay, think that's when are you true. getting your um, Brenner Sound Pulse? Yeah, when are you getting your wearable metronome? Mine should be turning up this week. Oh, you did actually order one, didn't you? I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that'll be here soon. Yeah, good. I'm excited to see it. That, can that be our first video demo of uh, 2018? To be honest, I was thinking about just keeping it back until Jay's birthday. Yes. <laughs> can, we, can we try and like turn the vibrate up to maximum and then like 600 BPM and just... And someone's and got... What? And someone's and what? Got, <laughs> yeah, what? Where are you going yeah, with this? Yeah, actually, yeah. You, you, I'm glad this is audio only because the face Matt just pulled was very disturbing. Um... Yeah, maybe well, we, we yeah. can we can test it out, test its limits, Oof. the Brenner sound pulse. So, um, yeah, we're in a bit of a funny position because um, 
Gear of the Year was late this year, so that's taken up basically the first part of this month. We've got this podcast now, and then I think next week's we're, is going to be the first Nam podcast. We're jetting off to Nam. We are. So you're you and Matt are going to Enerham. To Enerham. Um, you and Matt are going to be there early. So I suspect. So am I. Uh, yeah, you, be you'll there. be working. You're, I'm working. You'll pro- be there for Fender. Proper business stuff. Listen, Mr. <laughs> Businessman. Listen, some of us have got real jobs. See, Jay is important. <laughs> are you flying with a suit? Uh, no. Okay, good. Are you flying I'm, with your Adidas tracksuit? I'm flying that you've got with, in a tracksuit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying. Are you flying in a suit? Are you flying? Are you taking a suit with you? Uh, I hadn't thought about it. I don't think so. Okay. Me and Matt are going early so Matt that we I. can get drunk. Yeah, you guys are going early. I'm going to fly in on Wednesday. But So I think the plan is basically for you and Matt, uh, Matt and you, to drink. To go, you're doing some factory tours first. That's right. Oh, we're doing some really good ones. Can you say what you're doing? You yeah, of course we can. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, so on. So when we get there, we're obviously we're going out for drinks first. But uh, then on the next day, um, going out for drinks. Uh, yeah, actually, that's true. Okay. The first two days, and then on the third day, me, he Matt, again. Um, me, Matt, JD Short, who's a, a Patreon backer and a podcast listener, and Mary Spender are all going to go to the Music Man Factory. Which, as it turns out, I slightly underestimated how far it was away when I sort of booked it. Because there's a Music Man shop that's about an hour away from where we're staying. And that's what you Googled. Yeah. But the Music <laughs> Man factory is four hours away. Okay. But don't worry, because JD Short is going to drive us. America's really big, isn't it? I know. Yeah, it's real So, far yeah, away. we're going to go there. We're hooking up with Dustin Hines. Cool name. Yep. Uh, who's the marketing manager for Music Man, and he's going to show us some cool, like, um, ball family reserve stuff. He's actually going to show us all the stuff that um, that they're announcing at NAM ahead of it, which is totally cool. And Whoa, we get a whole day. Do, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and we get Scoops. to do a, uh, a factory tour, which is going to be totally cool. That so is we're very gonna, cool. Yeah. We're going to film that, that and cool. we're going to pop that up on the uh, on the Nerds uh, YouTube. And, uh, you know, um, listeners, I'm going to really need you with this one because uh, Mary Spender will also be doing be filming the factory so tour. They, but they need to watch ours. Watch our one, not not her one. So, so you can't get, get too drunk because we've got to get the, the video out oh. straight away, yeah, basically. Yeah, no, exactly. Personally, I think it would be better if you filmed and Matt was the host that is the way round we're doing it I excellent think. yeah um so i think the plan is to try and do a podcast every day so at the end of your factory tour yeah you guys are going to record something about what you've seen or yeah. maybe we floated the idea of recording something as you drive down there you've got yeah. four hours we're going to do that yeah. i mean all you're going to be doing is probably listen to some rubbish music putting and, over in bars exactly yeah and taking in imbibing in some local vibes um, so it'd be good if you that'd could that'd rec- be great basically we want to put something out every day so yeah. first two days so you're doing that's a, that's Music yeah, Man that's, yeah Music Man and then the next day is going to be even cooler because we're we're getting back and then we're going to Calabasas 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 that's where uh, the Kardashians live oh that's nice is it's it? also where yeah. the Yamaha Artist Centre is and, okay. uh, and and some other stuff Yamaha in line six so um, so uh, courtesy of uh, of Erin from Yamaha Europe, uh, who you and I know, Mark. Yep. Uh, she's sorting us out, going to see that place and checking out all the new stuff from Yamaha and Line 6, which I have heard some rumours about what it is, and I'm really excited I've about it. I've not heard any rumours. We'll talk about this off pod. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it's all going to be totally bad. So we're going to go check out all of that stuff, and then we're going to go out and party in the evening. Erin was saying that Yamaha have hired a whole, like, Airbnb. going to put you in a hole. I mean, that's. <laughs> I think you're going to be able to drink yourself into a hole. Joe they've, they've hired. They've hired a whole house that's going to be a party house. Wow. So I'm going to see if I can get the address of that and then post it on our 
Uh, so everyone can turn up. Yes. Yeah, good, good work, excellent. You're really doing uh, doing them a solid. Mm. Um, so you're going to try and record a podcast that evening yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. A podcast, and we'll shoot some video footage of all the all the stuff. I guess we won't be able to upload that yet because it's it's still like the two days before yeah, now yeah, starts. Yeah. So we'll have to wait a little bit. But but yeah, we'll certainly do a podcast and talk about some stuff. So I mean, if you thought rad. by subscribing to this podcast you were going to be content starved in January, I think you've probably made a mistake because. Gear of the year was probably what eight hours, something yeah, like that. Across, something like that. Across maybe, f- maybe more. Yeah, maybe longer. Maybe eight and a half hours across the well, five we days. We were here Very for long. eleven hours. We yeah. Were- Podding for 11. And then Gear of the Year, uh, sorry, Gear of the Year, Nam is potentially going to be two on the first day, then, yeah. uh, sorry, two on the uh, the first two days that you're there, and then Wednesday, are you doing something on Wednesday? So on, uh, on Wednesday, um, we are... Um, there's, there's some more preview events. I believe we're hooking up with you, Jay, on the Wednesday. Um, Jay's okay. stony-faced. He you, doesn't know you, about you this. You know about that? There's there's like a big fender thing. Yeah, I know on. about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, fine. Yeah, we're doing that. Jay's but, not going to be there. But it's and still I'm like going to be there. Yeah. The custom shop event. Yeah, the custom. And shop on the event. Tuesday, we're doing the factory tour. Oh yeah, some people are. This is going to be a problem because on the podcasts, if they're going out on the day that you record them, you're not actually going to be able to talk about any of the new stuff. Because <laughs> the know, new know, stuff, we'll see. It might. They might. We might make the most sort of uh, a couple of days later, or maybe we'll just leak stuff. You know, I mean, <laughs> leaking seems to be quite popular. Well, right, yeah, we should not go into that. Um, and then th- <laughs> Thursday, the show actually kicks off. I'll be there That's by right. then, so you know, there'll be actually an adult in charge of the things that are going on. Oh, thank goodness, hey. indeed. And uh, then we're going to do the Nam podcast proper. So mm-hmm. we've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. To do some podding. Saturday. Oh, Saturday night's going to be the best one. Going to the Pedal Builders event. Pedal Builders Summit. Yes. So it's going to be bowling and pizza. Yeah. All the cool people builders. that you know from probably podcasts and, you know, yeah. uh, forums and stuff like Jamie that. Jamie Stillman from Earthquaker Devices is going to be there. Yep. I'm going to try and hug him. I saw, um, I was looking through the events listing at NAM and Jamie Stillman is doing a talk at one point. So, is he? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Well, he's one of I the think- main organizers behind the Pedal Builders Summit as yeah. well. But, um, Some or I, other. I'm sure every year there's like a pedal builders panel in association with Nam, and there's like 12 boutique pedal builders, and they all do like a Q and A session. But I don't know where it is. Yeah, but, but like it's definitely happening because they always upload the whole thing to YouTube normally. Yeah. So, uh, so that basically is our our plan. Um, Jay, uh, Joe is trying to arrange a drink off with the guys from Sixty Cycle Hum. That, that's be. from who? Exactly. Yeah, well, some, I don't know. I don't know. Some Someone said it's a podcast. Or Who knows? I don't know. I assume it doesn't make it out of Middle America. But uh, the uh, yeah, we there is um, there is you know gauntlets have been laid down, and uh, myself and Steve are going to be. Uh, I'll go Steve from 60 Circle you know Steve's um, a really big man I, I know like I, I yeah I think uh, and you are a very small child <laughs> <laughs> yes but, but are you uh, old enough to drink in the US yeah yeah okay yeah. good the thing I, is I'm right, really old I'm 33 <laughs> what I'm worried about is that this s- proposed drink off is supposedly going to be happening on Saturday afternoon yeah and the pedal builders event is on Saturday evening and I feel that you know these people that we've talked to on podcasts and who've you know supported the podcast and have been quite active in the forum and stuff absolutely want to see Joe completely obliterated. Mm, I but think they I'm, don't know what they want. Is what I'm my thing saying. But the thing is, I am going to win. I am going to win. Okay, I'm going to win. It will be filmed. I assume it will be filmed. So uh, yeah, it, it will be filmed. It'll be fine. We were going to play something. It's called like Century. 21 or something you like drink that 100 shots of beers yeah that's it's a beer. bit like centurion where where you you drink 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes and then you do uh, like a 
a, sh- a shot of whatever sort of vodka, whiskey, gin. It doesn't matter to me. You drink a At whiskey drink. You drink a cider drink. Cider drink. Drink. No, I've done it wrong. Uh, no. yeah, oh, drink. Yeah. We've messed it up. We've okay. messed it up. <laughs> anyway, so what I wanted to say was, uh, you the, sing the songs that remind, remind you of the, the good times, times. and you then sing the songs that remind you of the old times. It's not the old times. Da 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 <laughs> da, 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 da Bucket. <laughs> that's what song that is. That's not one, but anyway. Yeah. So what I wanted to say is, there's going to be loads of content coming your way. Podcast content. There's going to be video content. There'll be stuff coming up on Facebook, Instagram as well. Um, and then I'm not really sure what happens when Nam finishes because when do you guys get back? Uh, you don't. You have no idea. Tuesday. You? you get back on Tuesday. Really? That late? I'm leaving on the Monday. I'm leaving okay. on the Monday. So there might not. Matt, if you want to get the flight with me that I've booked for you, I suggest you leave on the Monday. <laughs> no, we leave you land on the on Monday. Tuesday. We arrive on the Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, overnight flight. There basically might not be a podcast next week, but because there'll be or the week after, because there'll be so much over Nam and you guys flying, and I'm going on holiday in America after. When are you Nam. back? the next Tuesday so you're going to have to work out how to do a podcast without me in the meantime okay which is fine I'm sure you'll get your head around yeah it'll be fine anyway so yeah loads of NAM content coming your way Um, but because it is NAM uh, on the horizon it means that there's already plenty of pre-release news <laughs> <laughs> I looked at you then genuinely not knowing why you were pointing at me just, uh, I, the, I mean we've only done this for 147 episodes the look of sheer terror <laughs> on Joe's face there I'm, I'm so sorry that listeners couldn't see it it was fantastic do you know what else I was thinking because this is I think this is episode 147 it might be 148 um the quiz is going to have to be postponed because we're not going to do a quiz at NAM. maybe we could do a quiz whose at NAM. go is it I don't remember, but didn't I, did I? But hang fire. Write the last one. No, did I, I win I, the I last wrote, one. I wrote the last one. You guys let me host one because I've never won one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hang did fire. I win it? Maybe I need to do. The what quiz. if at Nam quiz teams from rival podcasts? Oh my god! Are we talking? Are we talking Tone Mob versus Sixty Cycle Harm versus versus Guitar Nerds? This could actually happen. Oh. But who's going to write it? Well, I'll write it and I'll be impartial to the. The, the quiz oh, this, I think can, we, can I not have Joe on my team yeah, yeah sure <laughs> can I be on 60 cycle arms team yeah. <laughs> anyway that, that might happen that's literally you're hearing the brainstorming happening right now um, we're, we're actually we're going to be on another podcast at NAM as well aren't are we, we? The, the new Line 6 have got their own yeah. podcast it's really good yeah Line 6 are doing their own podcast and it's we're, great yeah we're so we're going to wonder where they got that idea from yeah, right. exactly. Oh, exactly exactly anyway because it is NAM next week as I said there's plenty of pre-release news coming up um, I think that's all we're going to have time for in this episode no questions or anything this week because there is an abundance of news um, first up Ibanez have announced like hundreds and hundreds of new guitars for 2018 I think it is 70 Eight guitars or something. I don't think it's, it's that big. No, range. it is. It's a big old range, and because it well guitars and basses and a yeah. pedal and, and the, a very interesting pedal. We can talk about the pedal later. Let's separate that out. I want to do right. the guitars first. So, um, Joe, you've been doing quite a lot of this on uh, with Gat because you, you've got quite a lot listed. Yeah. What's um What's going on? So, well, there are so loads of things have been announced, um, but I think the most exciting, the the real sort of uh, the the gem from the Ibanez range, because Ibanez do this thing every year, they do announce about fifty new guitars, and in my experience, they announce fifty, make twenty, and <laughs> distribute to shops about ten. Yeah, like it's 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 so dumb. Like well, the, the way they do it is so dumb. The way it works, there's I think. always great stuff, but they just. <laughs> 
they don't actually make the stuff that they say they're making well in my experience what happens is at, at events like NAM, they have like one of each of these things that they put in this you know this announcement and then if enough dealers go yeah they're, they're cool we'll take we'll take a few of those then they go into production so yeah. a lot of the things that are in the announcement will be at NAM. whether they ever actually make it to guitar stores I'm not sure that is yeah. the case but do you want to should we go through some of the highlights yeah so uh, I mean the the main highlight for me is um, is that seven string half fretted half fretless bass is actually now being put into production oh. <laughs> I thought it was in production anyway well, it, it was sort of available as like a limited edition thing but it's like a standard line now anyway okay. that, that side so the most exciting thing um, That's are, excited thing. the most exciting thing is the new AZ series um uh from uh from ibanez so the the az series are kind of this series is perfect for the market at the moment because the way ibanez have been moving uh with a lot of uh sported tops and kind of blue to green bursts and um kind of strange cutaways they've been moving into multi-scale they've been using like weird poplar tops and stuff it's a really really specific sort of person that yeah. would play that I love those guitars they're great but I understand why we don't talk about them on the podcast when we're a little bit more traditionally focused Ibanez are obviously not going to make a completely traditional solid body so they've introduced the AZ series which I think is the perfect crossbreed of modern and traditional and it seems yeah. to it seems to be one of those guitars that ticks everyone's box it kind of it looks a lot like a Sur it's a super strat style solid body um, they do some hardtail and some Freud Rose versions, double humbucker with these uh, uh, lovely like baked maple necks. Really nice, kind of maybe a new headstock shape for Ibanez slightly. I think it's. it's oh, kind I'm not sure. It's the road. I'm sure it's the roadster shape from the eighties. Potentially. The same. Potentially. I, I think you're right on the headstock. I think the body is a little more generic than that because the, the Roadsters had like slightly more rounded horns to them, where this, this is much more stratty, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and they've been like they've been knocking around for a bit, and it's it's funny to see the sort of players that are picking them up because um, it's 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 said that the one of the guitarists from Chon has been playing a prototype. Um, of of that for for a little while, but sure, I know who that is. Yeah, do you? No, absolutely no. not. Oh, okay, yeah, they're they're good. I mean, they're but a great band. They're a great band. They're not really my sort of thing. They're that area of technical math that is slightly more jazz influenced, so maybe falls into that fusion category a bit more. But I think what really what summarizes the AZ series very well is that they are releasing a TQM1, the Tom Quayle signature. Uh, model uh, AZ series Tom Quayle who of course came on the podcast and uh, I went to GitCon with him so yep. and th he had this in the pipeline back back then but was like unable to talk about exactly what it was and we sort of we were quizzing him about what brands had possibly approached him and you know he had a little bit of a when we mentioned Ibanez he was a little bit like okay. but you know we, we couldn't speak about it. anyway the the great thing about these these guitars is that they they seem to be an absolute player's guitar unlike the rest of Ibanez's range which tends to be a little bit bling focused this is an absolute player's guitar if you're into sir if you're into um it looks like the Guthrie signature basically yes exactly that sort of thing so uh i i, I think kind of check these check those instruments out as an absolute priority because i think they're the real jewel in in the Ibanez 2018 series oh i 
I like the RG DIM six FM, which is the six string fan fret with the three aside headstock, because it's got the Fishman Fluence pickups. That's right, those Fishman Fluence pickups in as like a yeah yeah exactly out of the box is is great. And if listeners, if you've never seen Fishman Fluence pickups, they look absolutely crazy. They're they're, they're going into everything at the moment. I aren't know, they? isn't it weird? Well, I no, I think I think Mansour's this is the first production guitar with them fitted. I think lots of people are putting them in their guitars, but I think this I, is the first one that's had it fitted. I've seen a lot of the last few weeks I think because uh, as well as this we haven't got it in the news but um, Schecter have announced 20 yeah. new guitars or something and a, actually they a bunch of those a couple of months got... ago but it's only because NAMM's coming around right, and people they're... are starting to talk about well, them well so uh, I'm, I'm sure I read that a couple of those have got um, have got the, the fluence in as well um, yeah, but some some of the stuff that Ibanez have announced. So I'm just on the press release now. There was fifty, I think it's fifty one guitar, fifty four guitars. I think were released, and I mean there is there is something for everyone there. There are there's RGs, there's oh gems, goodness. there are some there are some, some great fan fret ones. There's a fan fret eight string. Yeah, um, the one for me that stands out um, by a million miles is the uh, the new FRM uh, whatever the fireman is the FRM Paul, the Paul Gilbert FRM two hundred. Um, it looks fantastic. It's um, just under just under a grand uh, mini. Oh, hum- is this this is the mini one? Isn't mini it? humbuckers. Is this- I think it is. I think it is slightly smaller. Oh no, it's no, it's twenty four inch scale. Twenty four. It's got the mini humbuckers, which yeah. is called the PG 13s which I thought was yeah, absolutely yes. great. Great name, great name. But yeah, I th- I think they look cool. And um, they've also there's a bunch of like jazz boxes, which yeah, Ibanez some fantastic do. jazz boxes. There's a Talman. Um, One of the jazz boxes they've released is kind of a, a, a Les Paul like size body, yeah, but, but hollow, uh, and which looks absolutely crazy. And they do like they've introduced this lovely like version of Pelham Blue, kind of across quite a few of the ranges. That's really tasteful as well. Nice. Oh yeah, they've got a kind of. I'm just looking at it now, like a Dave Grohl style. I mean, I'm oh, sure that's is. exactly why they've done it. Yeah, you know? yeah but yeah, yeah, there's some there's some great looking guitars there, and such a mix. But I mean, I can't understand. I, how the logistics of putting out this many guitars at one point it's just crazy you know there, there's over 50 guitars and nearly 30 basses that's an that's a crazy number of guitars to come out at once yeah so yeah. but yeah exciting times I guess it's what we expect from Ibanez every year sure. they basically discontinue yeah. everything yeah. and they release a whole load of new stuff what we're talking about Ibanez should we actually talk about the brand new pedal which has kind of set the internet alight um, the I forget what it's actually called now oh the Ibanez NTS Tube Screamer Overdrive so featuring uh, the Korg new tube technology yeah so the new tubes yeah, we've seen in weird. those uh, we've seen in those little I can't remember what they were called Eight, like the A Thomas 50s? Blue. No, no, no. The but the new tubes appeared the in little the little Vox. Vox those little Vox the things. The MX series. Yeah, maybe. MV fifty. Yeah. That MV. was it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. The idea. I mean, we've seen. We saw Vox do this before. Do you remember they did that really weird range of effects pedals that were called things like the Trike? Yeah. And the, yeah. The I can't remember. There was a bus one, I think. Yeah, the double decker. Double decker. Yeah. Well, the double it. the double decker used um, bucket brigade chips. Yeah, it right, didn't yeah. actually have a valve in it, despite no. that being in the same house. No, I don't <laughs> think they had the new tubes in though. They no, didn't have the new they tubes. They had actual no. valves in. Uh, no, no. You, you're right. New tube is a is a tech that they've developed. Well, the, but then that that was the, was the new tube in those Thomas Bluke. No, it's only it's smaller. It's a solid state. Yeah, it's only been in um, the Korg, Korg products. So that it's been around for ages. We've talked about it for yeah. a couple of years, but they, this is the first thing that they've actually licensed out for someone to use it. Yeah, a couple of the demo videos have kind of hit the um, 
hit the web and it doesn't really sound anything like a traditional tube screamer so i think they've actually tried to do something with it yeah uh, but it's quite cool because it basically means that they're so low power draw that you can power them via standard nine volts you don't need like a 24 volt supply yeah. or something ridiculous interesting because i've been doing a bit of reading about this um so they've korg have developed it korg i think have I think they share a distributor with Ibanez in the US, which is why you often see crossovers, right, yeah. okay. um, which is why you saw things like the Chaos Pad in the Ibanez guitars, yeah. that sort of thing. So I think that's why Ibanez have got it. But interestingly, um, you can also buy the new tubes. Separately. Separately. Yeah. And people have been... I've been reading about it because of a headphone thing. And um, people are basically building their own headphone amps with new tube technology oh really well um, it sounds good apparently so there's a load of home builds but actually in the uh i think it may it may be coming out or it may have just come out korg have built a headphone amp um oh, with crikey. the youtube because so many people have been using it in the kind of homebrew world um that uh yeah they're, they're bringing it out or they brought out a headphone amp um that uses the technology it's pretty um pretty neat pretty um kind of cool to see it being used across the board Completely. I uh, need to do some more reading about how that technology actually works. Yeah. They've basically just replicated how a tube performs, but they've scaled it down to this tiny mm-hmm. sort of like PCB-based component. It's, it's really interesting. It's, yeah, it's, it's cool to see it in, in loads of different stuff. It is worth pointing out on, on the, uh, the, little, the new tube screamer, though, it is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it, oh, it is tons of it's money. It's two, it? 240 quid. Um, but one thing that is on there that I haven't seen a huge amount of people making a big song or dance of, they have included a blend control, which I think is oh, very that's cool. Great. Yeah, the clean to yeah. drive mix. Yeah, 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 what, yeah. Uh, what a great thing to have on. I know you said that, well, Matt said that it doesn't sound much like a Tube Screamer, but that sounds like the exact thing that you'd want on a Tube Screamer style pedal. Completely. I think it's. I oh, think yeah, it's I mean, really the, the actual tone of it from the videos I've seen don't sound like an 808, but I think they're trying to do something different with it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, talk about someone doing something different. Um, Gibson won't be attending C- uh, NAM this oh, year. Oh, we knew that ages ago. Oh, we was did. it just I that? Yeah. Well, what no, I was no, going to yeah. s- suggest, or what I was going to say is, they're not attending NAM, but they are, or have attended CES, um, the conference in Las Vegas. CES, indeed. For uh, leagues. Uh, no, for um, consumer electronics. Uh, Gibson, obviously... We won't go into this now, but positioning themselves more recently as a kind of consumer electronics brand have foregone NAM, which for them I actually think is not the worst decision in the world. I think it's quite a good decision. Um, and going to CES because obviously they own a load of consumer electronic brands and I guess they feel that the wider press has better coverage of CES than it does NAM. Um, but they, they had a load of new guitars there. A lot of it... Um, they haven't really made a song and dance about because I think a lot of it's kind of custom shop and one-offs and things like that. Um, but one guitar that has kind of caught people's imagination uh, is the new Modern Flying V. From what we understand, it's a custom shop guitar. There's been no spec leaked about it yet or written about. Um, but Gibson did share a video on their on their Facebook page. So, Jay Cross, how would you describe the body shape of the Modern Flying V? Thank you for passing this one over well, to you, me. You're exactly the man oh, to do I've this. Got the perfect, I've got the perfect one. I've got the perfect well, way to on, describe then. exactly I what it looks like. I think Jay does as well, and I think Jay might be the man to deliver it. It, it looks like the Starfleet logo. It looks exactly... I'm sure Matt was going to say something guitar What were you going to say? What were you going to say, Matt? 
Because I've I was got one say as well. The Jackson Roswell. Oh my god, that's well, exactly yeah. what I was going to say. I was going to say the Jackson Roswell. I mean, it. It does look like the Jackson. It looks Roswell. exactly like the Starfleet logo. Yes, yes, yes it does. So weird. So no, that's cool. Oh, I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm saying yeah. it's weird that it looks. It looks exactly like the Starfleet logo. You know, the exactly. bottom, the top horn is a little bit longer I, than the the. Bottom, I wish nuts. they'd got Patrick Stewart in for this. That, I mean, that would have been. Fantastic. I mean, if they'd have done that, if they'd have done that, they would literally sell them like that. I mean, they're going to sell them like most oh. anyway. Yeah, it would, I mean, they got Christopher Lloyd in for a Back to the Future tie-in. A I remember years ago. with the three three five. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it wouldn't have surprised me if yeah, Jean Luc had turned up and was holding a couple of these. <laughs> there's, a, there's a website stating they're going to be four thousand five hundred dollars. That, well, that is I mean, so that, reasonable. It, I mean, what it does though is it it brings them into line. It brings it into line with the um, other. Uh, sort of standard custom shop models you know it's it's that same as the as the the les pauls and the sgs and the rds and the flying v's and the explorers and everything else that they announced just, earlier this year i just think no don't 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 if you're going to just think anything it better not be a naysay why didn't they do this at like a thousand pounds but we've said that about the last few models but that do, you remember, do you remember Gibson guitars are worth four and a half thousand pounds do you remember um, <laughs> guitar of the week when yeah. Gibson were doing a new mad guitar every week for a year it was such good fun this would be a perfect guitar for that and all those guitars were like a grand and, yeah. it, and it was just fun because Gibson were obviously letting their hair down letting their designers do what they want they clearly weren't taking themselves too seriously because it was like when you got the Holy V which was like a totally <laughs> hollow or hollowed out like cheese uh, Swiss cheese flying V that was fun the you got reverse, the reverse, v. reverse V reverse Do you see one of, one of those has been doing the rounds this week yeah it's, I saw that yeah there's a reverse V in, in, in yeah, yeah. Shop somewhere. Um, they could have just done that I, I just think this guitar is going to come out they're probably, you know, it's not. They're not obviously going to sell them in mass numbers because of the price, and they're probably not aiming to. Well, they're obviously not aiming to. Um, this would have been a cool thing to just have, you know, on store shelves. And I think the likelihood of you ever seeing one in the wild now is like very, very small. Because what shops are going to stock them? Really? Maybe, but I think one thing that is worth bearing in mind is we said that about the um, the uh, modern double cuts when they first were announced because they were. They were just a custom shop model, weren't they? And yeah. this week they've announced, uh, also at CES, they've announced some semi-hollow modern double cuts, uh, which I don't think are custom shop. Uh, no, I think they are as well. Are actually. they? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but my question is, are these ever going to make it to a guitar shop? Because I think so. I don't know. I think I, if I'd only buy we, one. I mean... I don't. I think. I think shops, big shops that do Gibson, I think would be missing a trick if they didn't get one of these in you think they're gonna get yeah. not the modern double cuts because I the, see that as more viable the, 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 the Star the, the Trek guitar the yeah, with, yeah with the Jean-Luc cutout four and a half thousand pounds tell you what, that's the same if they price go to GAC as... if they go to GAC I will I will purchase a Jean-Luc cutout and I will have the guitar placed around him and put on a stand I, like, I promise if they make it I will do that. I just, I just think both of these guitars actually. It would have been so. It would have been a lot of fun if they'd done thousand pound versions of them, or whatever they need to be. If they need to be two grand, just putting them at that price point. Obviously, it drums up a lot of publicity. Keeps people talking about Gibson, 
But realistically, is anyone you know ever going to own one of these guitars? Probably not. Whereas, I mean, Joe Branton might buy one. I mean, anyone. It's not out of the realms of possibility. Anyone you know who is a real person. Okay, fair um, Probably <laughs> not. Are they going to buy one? Whereas, you know, I know people who own those, like, Guitar of the Week Gibsons. And they're just a cool talking point. They're a cool thing to have. I honestly think Gibson have missed the trick because, do you know what? I don't even mind the shape. I think it's quite cool. Um, but at four and a half grand, I just... It's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot of money. And they're obviously within their rights to charge that. And, you know, there probably is an audience for them, a very small audience at that price. But wouldn't it have been cooler if they'd gone, tell you what, this year we're doing, we're reinvigorating Guitar of the Week or Guitar of the Month or whatever. And we're just trying some stuff out. And they're all going to be between a thousand and two thousand pounds. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. That's what I want to see from Gibson. I think that's the thing that they kind of need to do something like that because when you've got one of the most, well, yeah, one of the most iconic guitar or two of the most iconic guitar shapes, like everyone's going to keep wanting those. So what do you do to like bring in new business for someone who's already got both of those guitar shapes? Sure, mm. sure. You've got to do, you, and that, I think that's the same. Like you're saying, it's just that it's that talking point and just like. Maybe they're kind of trying to do that, but just get people to share it loads so people start thinking about Gibson and go, oh, maybe I will buy a, another Gibson well, but not actually buy this one. I don't ma- know. Maybe one will come out. Maybe they'll do a uh, like Studio a lower price point one. Yeah, yeah that would be um, that would be awesome. But, yeah, some cool stuff from Gibson. We Obviously, the details are very scarce at the moment. Whether we'll actually see any of these in the flesh ever, I have my doubts. Um, but if Joe Branton has his way, maybe we'll have one in this very room. We'll, yeah. uh, we will have to see. Talking of Gibson, um, also some news from Epiphone, not from CES, but these uh, were released just into the, the mainstream consciousness. Epiphone Anaconda Burst slash Les Paul Standard Plus Top Pro. Um, doesn't even come with a top hat. Un- unbelievable. doesn't Where's even come with a Where's top hat. Where's my top hat? Joe Branton, you've been doing a bit of writing about these, I believe. Yes. What's, yeah. the, what's the deal? Well, um, so, so these are essentially a, uh, a green burst a green burst les paul sorry it's anaconda burst oh yeah whatever so it's it's a it's a rather ugly uh green burst les paul with uh, you know with the uh, i thought this would be right up your street no 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 les pauls for a start should have chrome pickups i hate those like open sort of the fendery looking pickups on a on a gibson so that and the green burst i love green burst on burns but like on a les paul it looks just cheap and nasty so this guitar came in and uh, and my managing directors were like you've got it you've got to promote this new slash guitar it's gonna be really popular and i was like whatever and I, I, i'll be honest i've been drinking a lot of work recently and and uh, <laughs> and when i when i first checked this i i thought i, I just had too many but we we sold out of all of them in a day. Well, the thing is, is I know when we had a chat when it first came out, and ev- and everyone was like, "Oh, it's really expensive," and I didn't really have the time to look at it. But now I'm looking at the spec. I'm like, okay, so spec wise, not I can't see where the price is justified. But I didn't realise they're only limited to a, limited to a hundred, and yeah. they're all hand signed. Yeah. So and actually, you get for a the price, eight, yeah, for eight nine nine. You get a, stra- a studded is, is, strap. I thought there were two tiers. I thought there was one that wasn't signed and one that was signed. That's correct. Okay, oh, Jay. yeah, the signed one's 11.99, so I've just seen that. But I, I think that's going to be a two grand guitar almost instantly. I think probably, yeah, it probably would do. And uh, these are obviously being bought by Slash Collectors. I don't think anyone's walking into the store and being like... 
I want to buy an Epiphone <laughs> Les Paul Standard. I'll take that one. Because, you know, they're about, what, 450 quid more than a, just a regular uh, standard? Or yeah, 400 so Epiphone Over Les double Paul. the price. Yeah. yeah. Top. So I think it's... Um, I mean, they've... They've yeah. aimed yeah, they're exactly £400 more. Yeah, they've aimed at exactly the right market, haven't they? You know, slash collectors. And we've seen from previous uh, Epiphone slash models, the kind of fervour when they come out for people to buy them. Um, when we had those initial ones, Matt, I, you know, we had such difficulty keeping them in stock because people oh, were just It like, was Im- almost impossible. Yeah. Um, um, people just love collecting slash stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's a no-brainer, really. It's do 100 at like... They people will buy those and they will go up for sale for double money. Does it make it a good guitar? Well, I mean, it's it's it doesn't, be- but it's 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 just interesting. It's just one of those things they can do anything. It's like not. I don't think. I guess maybe you could probably do that with a Joe Bonamassa one, but he's not done anything like that. But I think Slash is one of those people. It's like no matter what he brings out, someone will buy it if it's signed by him. It's going to be worth more money. I, it's I, just it's a clever talking point, really. I think. I legitimately think he's one of the only people still where this works. Like I don't. Yeah. I mean, in a in a in a worldwide market, I think for example, if there was a Joe Satriani guitar that was limited to a hundred, that was vaguely affordable, um, I think maybe in like Japan that would sell out really quickly. Yeah. Um, I think Slash is one of the last that kind is of a really worldwide point. guitar icons. He's not this... even someone I think of as a guitar icon anymore, just because. Well, because I guess he doesn't. He doesn't really do anything. I think. Anymore. I just think he's. And got... he was never a good guitarist in the first place. Mm, I would debate that. I, I, I don't think. Not. Not. Not really. I mean, not he's in not... comparison. He, he's not. He only played there. in four four mark. Yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> no, I mean, he only but, played in four. I like he, that fact. He only played Les Paul's mark. But you know, he's no. You know, he's no Jimmy He's no Arm- Omar Rodriguez Lopez, oh, Mark. Omar yeah. He's no Lopez. Tom Quayle, Mark. But uh, do you know what I mean? I think more than anyone out of all the kind of like classic guitar icons, you mentioned Jimmy Page. I think Slash has got the most cross-generational appeal. I think yeah, I ki- agree. kids love him. Who are you talking about? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Kids don't 
like Slash. Yeah, hundred percent. What are you talking kids about? Love kids Slash. like Hendrix. No, well, maybe no, Hendrix has got cross Slash. I think. What? I think. No, I think, they don't. I think Slash is more popular with teenagers than. Jimi Hendrix You're is. kidding. I, You've I, got I, to be kidding. I also think Surely of, of people going to a guitar shop of a weekend and look at who, look at the t-shirts going around. You will see Iron Maiden t-shirts and I don't think any one of the Iron Maiden guitar players is a, is like the big fella. It's, um, what's his name? The bass player. Steve if anything. Harris. Steve Harris, if anything. Um, go, but it's Iron Maiden t-shirts, it's Metallica t-shirts and it's Guns N' Roses t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, but only because they sell them in Topshop, not because people but listen to them. People are, but that's who people... That's If that's your gateway into that sort of music, yeah. then fine. I you think, know, where, where would you rather people buy a Guns N' Roses t-shirt? Would you rather they buy a, a 30 quid t-shirt at the at the show? Yeah. At the 50 quid show? I, I mean, I'm I'm just, don't, I don't see the... I don't really get the issue with people buying band t-shirts. Oh, no, H&M. no, no. I don't, no, no, it's fine. I don't, I don't really mind that. It was it was more that I'm not sure they, they those people listen to the bands. I'm surprised that Slash is is considered like that. Because can you, I, well, can you think of anyone else? Well, just... I tell you what, if, if I was... But, but, but if I was ever going to do... I don't if think I was going to do a top 10 or maybe even top 20, like classic guitarists, I probably slash wouldn't should be number think one. of Slash. Or maybe Hendrix. Hendrix and then Slash. Well, I think of, you'd think of Hendrix and Page. You know, you'd... Page, Jimmy Page, Jimmy Page is nowhere near as cool as Slash. What? Jimmy Jimmy Page is the coolest. He's also the best. To, uh, I understand what both of you are saying. Probably not to us. I think probably Jimmy yeah, Page to, is a cooler guitar player. Jimmy back. Page is, but, is, is the but best. But think, think about the cross-generational appeal. I don't think... People might like Led Zeppelin, but I don't think specifically people like yeah. Jimmy Page. Right. I think people like... Don't, don't, let's not talk about Guns N' Roses as if they're an equivalent to Led Zeppelin. Well, that doesn't matter though. What they're, I'm talking about like is a cheap MTV sort of they version sell more of records, a rock though. band. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying is the appeal of, of of someone who could do exactly this: put out an Epiphone guitar for you know a grand, sign a hundred of them. I can't think of anyone who's better placed. Right. Does Jimmy Page even? Ha- he doesn't even have a signature. Model. He has had in the past. He's had some signature Gibsons, which obviously sold out, and they were like. Ten thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. But I think the go. thing is, is Guns N' Roses are still probably play well, still played on the radio. Are know? they? And oh, Sweet Child I, of Mine, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and and oh, they, you know they get heavy rotation on all the music channels, which I don't think Led Zeppelin would do. So I well, think there's ten years more kids them. will grow up with Guns N' Roses naturally than they would uh, Led Zeppelin. I think that's horrendous. I don't think that. Even Joe Bonamassa's got the kind of cross generational appeal. Well, I, mean, I think I think, it's gone, I think he's gone the other way though. I tell you who else who might John Mayer. No, I think, no, I no, think no, these no, are people no, who no, might. no no. He's not a guitarist, so it doesn't it doesn't count. Um, I just like to quickly correct myself in that uh, Led Zeppelin have sold more records than Guns N' Roses. Oh, there we go. Uh, there we go. Yes. Twice is, as many records. I mean, they they have a, 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 an entire decade. I don't think on, they've sold as many records as Pink Floyd. So, uh, yeah, where's all the kids uh, listening to Pink Floyd these um, days? According to this uh, reputable, web, reputable website I'm looking at, Wikipedia, Wikipedia um, Led, <laughs> Zeppelin, heard of it, mate. Led Zeppelin have sold more <laughs> records than Pink Floyd, but Pink Floyd are next. Well, there yeah. we go. Who's top? Michael Jackson? Uh, no. You uh, too. No. Scatman John? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, the answer is Scatman John. Um, El- hey, he's had El- a top telling set album in Japan. Elton John? No, he's top five. Uh, Adele? No. Madonna. Coldplay? No. Madonna? No. It, you, you're Joe thinking, Bonamassa? You need to think closer to home. Oh, uh, the Beatles. C- correct. Oh. The Beatles. They're still the best. <laughs> it's the top, oh, God damn the, top, the top few are the Beatles. She's still hot. Elvis. Uh... 
Michael Jackson, Madonna, Elton John, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. So proving Beatles that uh, being objectively and subjectively number one but is possible. But they're still a pop band. Whereas Led Zeppelin, I guess, are the first rock band in that list. Phil Collins? Yeah, that definitely doesn't count. <laughs> anyway, um, talking about cool stuff, Guild have announced some brand new... <laughs> that was new... the worst segue ever. Well, we're talking about cool stuff... And then talking about, <laughs> talking about some more cool stuff. Phil Collins, that's yeah. not cool stuff. Yeah. Okay. That drum beat, the one that goes do 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 So, Guild have announced some brand new models at uh, just before Nam. Joe Branton, you've done the research. Tell us about them. Oh my goodness. So, Guild might have released the coolest guitars that are ever going to come out ever. So, I'm most excited about the Jetstar. Um, I love guitars with big headstocks, and the Jetstar's headstock might be bigger than the body of the guitar itself. It's sort of like a Firebird headstock if it was a bit larger. Yeah, exactly. And the Firebird headstock is the coolest headstock. So the great thing about, uh, you know, I, I'm really into these sort of, this is kind of coming back to me getting really into Fidelity guitars recently, and, and all those kind of like Italian 60s inspired guitars. Guild have really gone down this route with this uh, sort of double cut, solid body, 60s inspired great colors they're doing it in like um uh in like a a, a surfy a, a sort of daphne blue i'd say uh, surf green yeah okay yeah i can't tell the difference between blues and greens i'm recently discovering that uh a, a really nice sort of off-white and a black the white and the black with um uh with tortoiseshell scratch plates um and yeah these guitars look absolutely cracking go yeah, and check them out amazing. like really just simple double humbucker um, uh, sort of hardtail 60s inspired guitar inspired guitars well, but they look absolutely cracking I mean, they're it's, reissues it's of, a reissue of yeah. a 60s guitar the Jetstar so um, yeah they're, they've tried to reissue them quite a few times in the past and they came out under the Diamond name at one point um, and I think there was even when Fender there was a bass there was a Jetstar bass I recall uh, there's been that. Jetstar basses but I think even when Fender owned them there may have even been a Squire headstock really version wow. there definitely was of the I forget the name of it the Jay the Diamond guitar that you've got can you remember what it's called he can't remember uh yeah, Les Paul. <laughs> it looks like a Les Paul. When it came out under, when Fender owned it, they produced yeah. a version of that called the Squire M88. Right. Um, oh, I remember the M88. And I've got a feeling there was also a Jetstar version as well. So speaking of guitars slightly more Gibson inspired, the one that I'm actually most excited about in the Guild range is the Starfire. Also a reissue. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. So this is a super skinny um, sort of 175 meets... Les Pauly sort of sort of hollow body but it's kind of like a 125 yeah T thin yeah it's got that kind of Florentine cutaway, the kind yeah. of pointy cutaway. yeah no plat no plate um uh like Gretsch style pickups and this it looks absolutely cracking it might be the most gorgeous guitar well it is the best guitar I've seen so far this year I have got a good story about the Starfires go on then um, so about five years ago, maybe a bit longer than that. <clears throat> In fact, definitely a bit longer ago than that. Um, the one and only Brian Eno was uh, curating the Brighton Festival. And the Brighton Festival goes on for about a month. And uh, he was in the town and came into the shop quite a lot. 
and uh, it was great. I had to really hold my nerve a lot. And also, that was at the time when I was, well, actually, I still am, but I just started getting into his music and we were listening to it a lot in the shop. And there was this, obviously, this period where we just couldn't listen to him because we didn't want him walking he was in. around. Um, but anyway, he, he came in the shop one day and... Um, he was asking about uh, just about he was there a little bit late and we were just chatting and um, he said do you ever get any uh, guild starfires in and I went no I don't, I, I don't think so and I, I didn't really know a huge amount about them I did some googling and he was like yeah I used to I used to play one I used to play one back in the 70s I really liked it and uh, and I went no I don't I don't know and I went oh it looks like Pete Shelley had a uh, had a signature model and uh, then Brian you know, said something very rude about Pete Shelley <laughs> really <laughs> it was all in jest but he was like oh <coughs> Pete Shelley just copied me and I was like oh, that's mental to think that Pete Shelley copied Brian Eno wouldn't it just be good to just hang out with Brian Eno for a day he I mean, was so not even, he was so cool I don't even really like his solo music but I'd like to hang out with him for a day he, he uh, one, uh, one other time and I, I know I've said this before on the podcast but he uh, he came in and he bought um, do you remember there was a really cheap squire that had an amp built into the yeah. body? He bought one of those and a loop pedal. And I just said like, oh yeah, you're going to plug those into each other and then that's the new record. And he went, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Jay and, Cross, in- inspiring Brian Eno. It was, he said, uh, I sort of said, why are you buying this? And he went, listen, my theory is that Everything does one thing better than anything else, and I've never seen anything like this before. So, so he's got to have one of everything, yeah. basically. So, to but make yeah, sure that's uh, but that that's the story about the Starfire. Brian Eno used to play one, and now you can be just like Brian Eno. Well, there we go. Um, let's jump uh, ahead a little bit because I want to talk a bit about a new release from our good old friends at Boss Manite, the uh, Katana what? Air. Had nothing of it. Yeah, no, nothing. Come on, then um, spill the beans. Yeah. Yeah, this this was quite cool um, because I got to help uh, tune the sound a tiny bit when I was out in Japan um, and got to refine some bits about it. So, yeah, I've known about it for a little while. Basically, the kind of hassle-free, easy, practice-at-home guitar amplifier um, to take on the likes of various other small lunchbox practice amplifiers that you might also find in someone's home. Um full 30 watt katana amplifier uh, in a small kind of lunchbox head size stereo speakers um but with inbuilt wireless system so a little receiver that plugs uh, or a little transmitter plugs into the top you unplug that plug it straight into your guitar for instant connection um but the one thing that i really liked is it's got an auto standby mode so you basically when you're done playing you can just hang it up on the wall or put it on the stand and it'll actually put the transmitter and the amplifier into standby um so you don't have to turn the amp off or anything and then as soon as you pick up the guitar there's a little sensor in the um the transmitter and then the amp just wakes back up and you can start playing again um but the main thing is it's completely wireless so battery powered all mains but you can run it battery powered and you've also got bluetooth audio and bluetooth editing which is the first time on a guitar amplifier for that as well that is that I was just about to ask because I have read a bit about it, but I didn't realise it was Bluetooth editing. I was going to ask basically: Can I put it on what one? What does Bluetooth editing mean? Well, I was going to say: Can I put it on one side of the living room, have my guitar on the other side of the living room, never get off the sofa, and change my sounds and play guitar at the same and you yes. know, play guitar? That yes. do you know what? I think 
obviously, you know, obviously it's quite an investment. Is probably is it the most expensive katana amp, or is getting up there? Yeah, it's not. The price is not fixed yet, but it's probably in the UK going to be somewhere between three five nine and three eight nine. I think. Okay, cheaper if you're from um, GAK. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, do you know what? I, because obviously, you know, it is a bit more than the rest of the katanas, which have been incredible for the money. But the, just the benefit of not having any wires, you could potentially put this in the corner of the room and you could actually plug it in rather than use the battery and then just have your guitar elsewhere in the room, sit on the sofa. Can you, while you're doing the Bluetooth editing, can you also send music via Bluetooth to the amp? You can, yes. So you could, if you wanted to just sit on the sofa, jam along to something without any cable whatsoever, without ever having to leave the sofa to change the settings on the amp. This, it sounds like it's kind of like the ultimate lazy man's amp. And yeah. more and more these days, I'm falling into that category. Like, at the moment... It's in getting the, too much like that movie Wall-E. <laughs> it is a little <laughs> bit Wall-E. But, you know, in the living room at the moment, we've only, we've only moved into our house for, I don't know, four, five months, something like that. I haven't. I still haven't set up an amp, and I haven't set up my pedal board, because I just don't really well, want the, the cables everywhere. The like, thing is, a lot of people were like, oh, I can't plug in my pedal board. And it's like... It's kind of not if you want to plug in your pedal board and you want like a practicing and you can take it to gigs then we we already do the katana and they yeah. already work this is like the ultimate you literally just leave it in the corner or wherever you want and just leave your guitar on the other side of the room you've got 12 hours worth of playtime on the um on the transmitter i think the battery life is really strong on i can't remember what the official time is it actually goes on for longer than the official time um in terms of how long it will stay on standby but you can charge the transmitter obviously straight into the amp and it'll even charge off batteries so if you take it out and about and you've just got batteries you can still charge on batteries but you can actually charge it via micro usb as well but you can literally then just leave your guitar on the other side of the room go to sleep and you can just pick it up whenever you want you don't have to worry about turning the amp on or anything just literally pick up the guitar I just, I just think that's really handy I think that's just a really cool idea why I, does the guitar have to be on the other side of the room well no, it doesn't is there some sort of is it, <laughs> no what's this obsession <laughs> with being it, far away from you get too guitar? close <laughs> but, you, but you could for example like say you never you've got, cross the street <laughs> never get too close yeah you could for example put the katana air up on a bookshelf and then basically never touch it again yeah, yeah, that's true. apart from when you want to charge things I just think it's it's hilarious that Boss have released a Bluetooth amp literally months after they launched their their line of cables yeah that is true actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you have your fingers in all the pies you're doing yourself out of that sweet sweet cable money you can actually you can still if you want to you can still plug a cable <laughs> right, in okay. alright uh, this is enough Boss plug in I'm into it I'm into it I know it's, it's, it's quite wildly different from the things that you've been it's, it sounds been doing. and it sounds different to well it's the same Katana sounds but it's really redesigned for stereo so the sounds are much bigger and more expansive for a living room as well i mean of all the things that are out there that pander to my extreme laziness this is definitely top (laughs) of the list i'm i'm considering one maybe i'll send you one mark oh sounds all right (laughs) sounds good sounds good literally every other brand send us stuff yeah just bribing me i'll I'll take that bribe i'll take that bribe um speaking of brands that sell send us free stuff uh this brand has never sent us anything free Oh, what are we talking about? More, oh, more, yeah, have. more have announced. We've um, got loads of free stuff from Moore. Have we? Yeah. Oh, I don't think we have. Oh. I That's don't all think at Joe's so. house. I don't think we have. Yeah, it's all at my house. 
Oh, I see. I, I get it sent direct. These are pedals that we've never even seen, and Joe's right, just okay. squirrelling them away by the sound of things. More have announced um, some brand new preamp pedals: the Cali Duo, the Fried Main, and the Matchbox. The uh, Fried Main. They're so I mean, good. They're getting That's awfully close. So, they are yeah. getting awfully. They close. really are getting close with the Fried Main. Well, even the Cali Duo, like we all know what that is. Yeah. You know, what a, is it? It's a dual wreck. It's a dual wreck. Um, and the uh, and the Matchbox. Yeah. It's. Uh, they might as well. They yeah, should have called the it the Matchbox. They should have called so it the, close. They should have called it the match more. It, yeah. It's not a fried main. It's a fried mine. Okay, well, no, it, mine would be M-I-N-E. Yeah. Oh. The fried main. Um, so these are quite clearly based on uh, Jewelwreck, uh, Friedman, and a uh, Matchless. Uh, Can I have a, I'll have a number 12, please, mate. The yeah, fried main. I'll have the fried main. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it is actually number 12 in the Prem series as well. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're obviously just expanding this range. I think they're going to produce a preamp version of every amp on the market by the time they're done. Um, cool little things. You know, we talked about them quite a lot in Gear of the Year, and I think we've been impressed by them um be interesting to see how these ones uh, these ones do i suspect they'll carry on the legacy but more importantly than that Wait, i see what you've done finally more importantly <laughs> finally uh, they've announced the pitch step and the audio file the pitch step being their take on the whammy um do, who's uh, has anyone got the info up there to uh, to tell us about it matt have you got some uh, got some deets uh, yeah i actually i saw a little bit about the pitch step um this looks like a really cool little pedal actually um so you've got octave up octave down um but i believe if i remember rightly i'm trying to bring up a picture of it i think you can do both at the same time yeah so it's polyphonic and i think you can do up and down at the same times when you push it forward it it does both um i think this is an awesome alternative to a whammy this is a fantastic product i mean of the whammies are fantastic, but what is the one thing that people universally dislike about them? It's not big enough. Yeah, they need to be bigger. <laughs> yeah, that they well, don't. They're so big. They don't even. They don't. They fit use on even uh, normal size pedal. They don't trains. use a normal power supply. Yeah, that. that those is are the do, things. Of, those the are the things. Uh, they, the they, five. They do the now. five uses a normal. Uh, nine okay, volt. those are those are the things that always annoy me about the four was that it didn't use a normal power supply and it wasn't big enough. But this this one this is the same size as the uh, like the the Dunlop Mini Expression pedal. Yeah, uh, actually, the, the, they did uh, Moored themselves did a little expression pedal, didn't they? That could be a wah a volume or an expression pedal. I can't remember what they called that. The oh no, it press. wasn't them. It was it wasn't them, was it? That was Hoto, not Moor. Um, no, Moore did do the soul press. Oh, did I'm they? Sure they oh, did. okay. Um, but yeah, I I thought this one was a super super cool release because yeah, like you said, Whammy's you know pretty chunky, but also a lot of people like the Micropog, which is polyphonic, and this is polyphonic. But the fact that you can shift forward and have octave up and down, I think it's just yeah, they've kind of gone. Hmm, what's really popular? Uh, well, people love the Micropog, so let's just do that in a. <laughs> in a micro pedal, I was like, "Yeah, I, I think it's great on a normal nine volt, perfect." One last pedal from the Moore range, the audio file. Um, Jay, tell us about it. So it's a uh, a mini headphone amp for if you're using pedals, but you don't have anything with a headphone out or it's, it's basically sim. It's a headphone amp for your pedal board. It's exactly it? what it is. Yeah, um, but it's one of the things that's really cool about it is it's actually got stereo in. Um, which is something that I don't think anything else has ever done in this in this vein. I'm sure you know if you're using something like a uh, um, you know like a, a Boss GT100 
you've probably got stereo uh, stereo cab sim. I, I don't know, know maybe I, not. I can't think of another pedal board size, particularly micro pedal. No headphone amplifier. No. Um, so no, I don't. I can't. Not a, not a dedicated. Like just... you get cab sims with a headphone out. Like we've got the. Um, Torpedo Cab or the Leclean that's got a, a headphone out, but nothing that like you could plug a DD500 into and then actually get like stereo delays. So basically, what I, what I want to do here is I want to get one of these and then I want to put on like a ping pong delay with headphones on and just it's just going to go podcast or any mono. So it won't pick uh, up. Can you not change that? Joe, you ready? Yeah. I mean, it'll still be a mono, if, even if it's just... <laughs> just close one ear at a time. Okay, <laughs> close one ear. Yeah, at a time. Can you uh, not do that? No, I can't. It's oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, I can't close one ear. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> my, my propensity for ear closing is minimal, I have to admit. It's, uh, I struggle with but that one. this is more knocking out of the park again. What a genius product. It's like the product that you need that you never realise that you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. I think, and- I think it's perfect for your desk. I just like, for me, like, oh, just like, I'll, I could literally Velcro it to my desk, and then when I can't plug into an amp, I can just take the lead out of my pedal board into this and then just yeah, plug Yeah, you're in. quite right, actually, Matt. In I'm- fact, you wouldn't even need to Velcro it. You can Velcro it under your desk, so no one would ever, if, ever, if anyone ever came into your room, they'd not know that you're a complete nerd. So you could, yeah, <laughs> yeah you could do that. You could because we, we talked about in gear of the year the uh micro moore pedal setup where you have the preamp pedal into the uh radar into the baby bomb but if you <laughs> cannot if you haven't got an amp to plug into or if you don't have a cab to plug into substitute the baby bomb well, for this actually the cab- uh, actually this has cab sim on well, it well it does so you don't necessarily need it but if you wanted a range of different cab sims you could use the radar they, but they do a cab simulator as well don't they that's the radar yeah exactly right, yeah okay so fine. so you've got you've got the choice you could get one of the preamps and this and that would be fine but if you want some more options more options you could get some of the preamps and the radar and the headphone amp and set yourself up with quite an impressive little tiny pedal board that you can plug headphones into i just i'm looking forward to when they release a pedal i i think it'd be fantastic if they released a one pedal size pedal board (laughs) (laughs) just for just for more pedals how can less be more more is is more Well, I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, let's do one last um, range of pedals. TC Electronic have announced what they're dubbing the Sonic Specialist pedals. Okay, this uh, this actually ties perfectly into... you know. Remember, before we podcasted, I said I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something on the podcast. Okay, let's talk about these pedals first, but this ties in wonderfully. Okay, good. So um, let's talk about the Sonic Specialists. Four new pedals. Um, Joe, do you want to give us the rundown of what's there? No, I don't know anything about them. Okay. <laughs> okay. But so one I of them is called do, the Drip. So <laughs> I can do this. There is the Drip, which is a uh, spring reverb. There's the Fluorescence, which is a shimmer reverb. Ooh, that's There's nice. the Gorse, which is a tape echo. And there is the Vibraclone Rotary, which oh I don't know what sort of effect that is. Um, <laughs> this sounds great. These are all great effects that yeah, people so need. Yeah, th- so they've called them the Sonic Specialists, and um, that is a really, really fancy way of saying each of these pedals only does one, one thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> which I think is really funny. But... But like the the shimmer is something that people spend the shimmer effect on a reverb is something people spend hundreds of pounds on like yeah. investing in in reverbs for yeah that, well, like, unless go- you buy an electroharmonics canyon 
Well, true, true, yes, yes. yeah, that, that is obviously <laughs> the, the problem here. But, man, I would love to hear um, the, the fluorescence and the, the gauze as well, a, a, a little tape echo. That's that's great. I, I, have been I think it's Gauss, actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Gauss? Okay. Whatever. Yeah. But, I, well, I have been, like, consistently impressed with... With with some of these pedals, so with some of <laughs> them, I've been consistently impressed with some of them. <laughs> but but the ones they've got right, they've got really right. Yeah, like the the chorus, and I think the vibrato was great. I have to say, the I tried the that. Do you remember I brought over that Nether their OC two yeah. thing? Yeah, that don't track. Okay, like not even on guitar, let right. alone bass. So don't don't use that. But um, <laughs> this is great. The the, uh, the the tape echo looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm. Uh, the I'm tape echo sounded really good. Um, the vibroclone sounded very, very good. Wow. Okay. Very, very good. And I'm I just, so excited. I just think all of these pedals are are really cool. They're super cheap. Yeah, these are probably going to be fifty quid. Yeah, they'll be forty nine like quid. Oh, I'm, I, I'm going to get them all. And um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just think it's a it's a great range. And uh, these got a lot. They, these took a lot of smack on the internet for people just saying, oh, they're just rehouse pedals and they're just uh, it's just whatever. a cash grab blah 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 but uh, you know okay. they're still they're still put, not only are they pushing forward with these they're doing new effects that they've not done before yeah. you know they've exactly. never done TC have never done a, uh, a rotary have they oh yeah they, they did have. do a rotary haven't they they've never done a shimmer reverb uh, they have. yeah there's a shimmer on the hall of fame <sighs> But what they're doing okay. is breaking out those effects individually and allowing you to buy them for a very cheap price. A fraction of the price, it, So yeah. if, it means that you don't have to buy, like, a Hall of Fame yeah, to get the shim exactly. reverb. Um, oh, I'm into um, it. I 100% will buy that Gauss. Have you heard Just it yet? No, I don't okay. care. I, I, <laughs> okay. I, want, I want a tape echo. It's he doesn't have a pedal that begins with the letter G. Okay. Yeah, is that exactly what it is? Fine. It's missing in your alphabet. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I've already... I've, I'm having that dimension, and uh, and I'm, I've got the... Uh, the vibrato even though i've got a vb2 and i've got a tc shaker <laughs> but i'm using i'm Mad using the, the tc the cheap vibrato at the moment because it sounds great good man you were going to say um, something i was i was just i was just intrigued because you can actually buy the moor pitch step right now um and you can click it on like a normal wire but it's also the top is two pressure sensitive pads and you can put it in sensor mode and it's it literally, as soon as you touch your foot on it, it turns on. I was like, that's brilliant. But it's not spring-loaded like the bass wire or something like that. It's yeah. literally those pads on top are pressure-sensitive. More, that's cool. just so kind of like the Igor. We're, we're, uh, yeah, we're yeah going, basically. The, we're, um, we're going off topic and, and losing the segue. Well, because you just want oh, to talk yeah. about uh, TC Electronics. Tell us about your story, because we okay. are near the end of the podcast. Right, you need right, to wrap okay. this, up one, this so, one up quickly. Listeners, da, na, na. if you need a computer, da, na, na. if you're near a computer... You need to you need to do this. If not, you need to remember this URL and go, Jay. Yeah, I'm Matt, looking. You need to type this URL in right now. So it's www.tcelectronic.com forward slash Joe dash Branton. <laughs> do that right oh, now. Brent said it is Branton now, not Banton. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I've just seen this. How is this a thing? Do you know what I really like is the fact that Joe Branton just said, "Yeah, I'm using the um, the really cheap kind of TC pedal right now," and then uh, you're listed as using the Shake of Vibrato pedal you've yet to mention <laughs> once. TC Electronic. 
TC Electronic have always been important to any guitarist looking to push boundaries. I don't think I could do what I do without the versatility of tone Why print. are you playing that and Warwick? the doors is opened for my playing. So, so not only is the picture yeah, of you so utterly ridiculous, but in the picture you're playing a Warwick buzzard. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sparkle pink Warwick buzzard, actually. Okay, so so this is my good. this is my artist profile on the official TC website. So this is for the fact that you've got tone prints available uh, on TC electronic pedals, yeah. particularly the shaker. Um, oh God, there's a whole paragraph. Why has someone wasted their time on you? I think it's I think it's important to. Um, to tell people that when TC first started working on this, they had li- did, did list you as Joe Banton. <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah, because is... people knew about Bo Banton yeah. before they knew about they Joe Banton. Yeah, the, the guy setting up the page got confused between Joe Banton and Bo Banton. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that Banton is the brand. <laughs> Joe Banton. Oh, just see the background is the guitar nerds logo, logo. stretched awkwardly. Absolutely the fantastic. Oh, wow. With Great that. Go, do go and check that out we with that we should wrap this podcast up because we are well over an hour um, we are going to talk over on our Patreon episode um, about the kind of gear of the year fallout there's been some uh, you know people's feedback uh, in the Facebook group and our thoughts it, I mean it seems like such a long time ago now and it seemed like it went on for so long we need to just decompress and have a little kind of uh, debriefing on what happened on uh, gear of the year we're also going to talk about the things that we're looking forward to seeing at NAM. what we think might be there what we're hoping is there Um, If you want to hear that, do go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast one dollar a month gets you access to the regular episode ad free and early five dollars a month gets you all the bonus content so the extra half an hour every week plus mini series like Branton's Ranton we might even do some stuff at NAM. we haven't decided yet um, there's also uh, some exclusive interviews on there as well there's also Matt's Japanese tour diary from his what was it Matt three months in Japan 87 days 87 days in Japan there's podcasts up there where he uh, talks about what he was up to in Japan you can get that at the $5 tier at the $10 tier you get your name read out on the regular episode and we had a ton of new Patreon backers over Christmas this might be over one breath Joe Branton has set himself the challenge of reading all the Patreon backers names in one breath so the more of you that sign up at the $10 level the harder this becomes and the closer Joe Branton gets to death and that will be best for everyone Um, Joe Branton if you would read out the Patreon backers thusly Emmy Dean Speaker no 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 no. you need to read it in a vaguely normal voice because we got new backers and I feel the first time round when we got a whole bunch of new people it still has to be in one breath what are you talking about that was always the deal and you make it harder for yourself by doing the stupid voice how do you think Christoph Rapich's name is pronounced exactly that Rapich exactly that right Emery why have you got three names you're just making it hard for me Emery James Baker, Christoph Rapid, Zane Omar, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Derek Winter, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Zorman, Mike Moylan, Jake Green, Christoph Lawson, Juan Carrier, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Lombard, Rob Grant, Derek Lynch, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Connors, Richard, Steve Michael, Roy Thomas, Mark Ross, Brett Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstice, Jack Godboy, Paul Corrigan, Matt Klein, Will Kerr, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, 
Mark Gromit, Colin Anderson, you better believe it. I can keep going for as long as you want. There's no limits to the amount that I can say. I could have said another ten names by now. Come on, Patreons, give me your names and then I'll read them out. I'll read them out twice, you goddamn fools. You've gone so red. You've gone so red there's a strange bulge next to your eye. That's very, very odd. God, you look so ill. Um, If you want to join in the fun of the podcast, you goddamn fools. If you want to join in the fun, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at guitar nerds and go and watch some YouTube content, youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. Next week, the podcast schedule is going to be a bit odd because there's going to be a ton of NAM stuff. The week after, there might not be a podcast because I think most of us will be on planes and stuff like that. And then after the week after that, I'm still not around. So hopefully Joe Branton's going to cobble something together. <laughs> oh, We will see you all at NAM. Bye-bye. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.